0: today in studio we have director of No Limbs, No Limits, Stephen O'Riordan. So thanks for coming in. Thank you. Um, So tell us a little bit about the documentary, just in case anybody hasn't heard of it just yet.
1: Uh, Well essentially I've made a documentary about my sister. Uh, She's one of seven people in the world living with a condition known as total amelia, which means she was born without limbs and she's one of seven people in the world. So essentially I think what I wanted to do was to look at her life and to try and show other people, I suppose, who I've grown up with and kind of the experiences I've had with Joanne and um, I, I suppose it goes from the good experiences to the negative experiences and there's a nice balance there between uh, Joanne and my parents in terms of the backstory.
0: Oh, okay. What did you do before this?
1: Um, I studied in uh, Bath University so I would have done drama and film and after I finished university I did the documentary in the Magdalen Laundries which allowed the women get the state apology. So that kind of started in that context and I think any of the subjects that I look at obviously have a social or human rights element attached to it and living with someone like Joanne does a lot of social elements to her life Jo, that are good, bad or indifferent. So again, from my perspective I think I just wanted to show people what it was like to live with a disability and what it was like to live with someone with a disability. (laughs) And I think as well to try and make it more intimate in my own mind it made sense that I was telling her story from my point of view as as a brother growing up with her but of course inevitably it is Joanne's story and she is at the forefront of it you know yeah. so
0: I'm sure she probably say something very
1: that absolutely and I know that she was saying that if it's successful she'll take all the credit so um, there you go yeah. I like it.
0: so how did you approach Joanne then and your family before because were you thinking about this for a while
1: yeah, well, I would have filmed Joanne when I was younger. So my parents would have bought like a really old camera, and I used to film her as she was growing up. So we had really nice moments from archive uh, filming, where Joanne's like picking up her bottle, or she's in her high chair, or she's walking the table, or she's discovering new things, you know, around the floor and things like that, or she drives for the first time in her wheelchair. So there was all those nice moments that were, I suppose were kind of innocent and kind of naive but at the same time they kind of mix quite well in with the documentary and it allows the audience to see what we were like as a family kind of off, off the camera until I start filming kind of, you know, 17 years later.
0: Yeah. So when you initially said I want to make a documentary and then maybe submit it to festivals everybody was cool with that?
1: Um, I think my parents were a bit apprehensive because I think they realised that we would be talking about stuff that they had never spoken about before and even within the documentary, when I am talking to my parents, it's the first time that we've ever spoken openly and honestly about you know, having Joanne and the fact that Joanne was born and then growing up with Joanne. So I know that that was quite hard for my mother and I know that what she experienced you know, when Joanne was born from the medical profession yeah. wasn't something that I would wish upon anybody. But at the same time, it allows people, I would hope, to no one understands that, irrespective of what you 've been told to know by anyone that if you have a passion and enthusiasm for the person you 've brought into this life and give them the tools and the opportunities to do well, then they will do well. but I mean it 's not all positive, of course. I mean there is times with Joanne that it is very sad or it 's very hard or there 's a struggle. but I think with Joanne that every time there's a struggle. There's 25 million positive things that come from from that struggle. And I think that's what life is about. And I think the documentary is essentially about allowing people to escape from the world that they live in and to be transported into a world that is full of possibilities and endless kind of, I suppose, limitations of what you can do if you're given the power or the tools to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Which is fantastic. That's the one thing that really stood out for me in the documentary. (laughs) Um, I love her. I think... She's a huge inspiration, and she's managed to achieve a lot, hasn't she? What has she done so far? Because we yeah. know she's amazing.
1: I know, and because even for, again, we started off from because she went to the United Nations and addressed the UN about how technology has enhanced her life. And I remember when she was writing that speech, and they were saying, "Oh, do you know, issue the world a challenge to do something or to give, give you something." And we're like, "Oh, just get an iPad, and uh, do you know that would be quite simple." And they like, said, no, "No, no, I'm going to issue the world to build me a robot." And we're like, "Oh, yeah, that's very funny." And when we went to the UN, that's exactly what she did. And you know, two years later and you see it again when in the documentary how that kind of came about but um, you know the, the robots up and running and it's been developed and you know Trinity came on board and 50,000 euro was donated by the Rwandan president and the United Nations which essentially has, has allowed it to come to the next stage so again all those things that are kind of Fun and joking with Joanne turn into being serious and suddenly something is developed and you're off on doing another journey or another experience with her, you know?
0: I know, it's amazing. That's what I was going to ask you because you guys have really had a bit of a whirlwind now, haven't you, in the last few weeks? What has that been like?
1: Um, I suppose it's a bit crazy because you're, you're travelling around with Joanne and she is full of life and she's very bubbly and very outgoing and I'd be exhausted half the time so I don't know how she keeps it up and then she'd be talking about like guys that she wants to date or boyfriends so I'm like we've got half all get on a different tangent but it's nice that her personality is still Joanne do you know what I mean and that she hasn't changed or that the documentary hasn't influenced how she sees herself mm-hmm. and I think if anything it allows her to understand that a lot of people why a lot of people are inspired by her and I think as well the documentary is primarily I suppose focused on women or girls around Joanne's age because you know you want people to feel kind of I suppose energetic about who they are and to allow them to understand that they can develop and grow up to be confident and outgoing and that you know if you've ever felt isolated or down or upset or embarrassed by something I would say go see this documentary and you'll come out feeling 10 feet taller. Now I might sound a bit biased because I directed it and I'm Joanne's brother but I'm actually talking about her personality. Her personality shines through it.
0: She really truly does. She's a massive inspiration. I absolutely Mm. adored this film and I know everybody that has seen it Stephen, honest to God, loves it. So I think that's a credit to both yourself and Joanne. So what's next for you guys? You are When you finish all the promotion here, what are you doing, both of you?
1: Um, well I go back to uh, developing my next uh, project, which is a film so I 'm hoping to develop my first feature film, which is on the life of David Norris. so we 've been in contact with David Norris and he's behind the film and the concept and we've done two drafts of the script so far so we're hoping that that will go into production uh, later this year and um, hopefully we'll get funding from the Irish Film Board this time because I know they didn't give us full funding for joanne 's documentary, but um, hopefully they'll see the merit in what i've done with Joanne 's and what I 've done previously. And- and that that will allow us to develop. Um, David Norris' story, and again that's a social and human rights kind of concept issue yeah. which is about decriminalising homosexuality and looking at homosexuality within Ireland so uh, we've gone from the Maglins to disability to uh, homosexuality so I'm, I'm sure my parents are just like what goes on in his head?
0: <laughs> well you definitely go for the topics, that's for sure yeah. Like the, there's no shying away for anything no. um, so what about Joanne, what has she got kind of lined up next? Well
1: Joanne's going off to university, today, so I know that she wants to study either journalism or uh, criminology, so she's obsessed with crime and murders and all that kind of stuff. I don't know where. Like her personality doesn't give that away, but you know she's always watching like crime scene investigations. She's got all the DVDs and everything, so she's obsessed. But uh, so she's hoping to go to U L to, uh, to study journalism, and then if she combine the two, she'll do journalism and criminology. Um, so I'm sure she, as she keeps saying she'll be the next Paul Reynolds and RT going around reporting report, report about these crimes and stuff. I'm just keep telling her I'm trying to imagine her hiding in a bush somewhere in a wheelchair and. Trying to get the next big scoop, I don't think it would work quite well. But who knows? You know, who am um, I to judge?
0: Well, she might have that robot open working yeah. by then. Like, yeah. so God knows what she'll be doing with that. Like
1: the robot could be like her under-disguised kind of I don't know coworker. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. So, um, what's the story with the film?
1: We launched at the Cork Opera House um, in October of last year, and it was sold out. A thousand people went to that, and then we were invited to go to the Jams in Dublin International Film Festival, and there was like six hundred and fifty people at that. So from that. Uh, there was interest from different uh, cinema distributors and so we decided to sign up with IMC and Omniplex so it goes into cinemas this weekend which is like Friday the 11th and it's in cinemas then for two weeks and the reason it's in cinemas for two weeks is because Joanne turns 18 on the last day of the film so it's a nice way to celebrate her going from I suppose a teenager to adulthood or whatever you want to call it and after that I know that we've had interest uh, from different distribution companies in the UK and America but I think what I looking to see is what happens within Ireland because I do think it's a primarily Irish story with a good heartfelt kind of message in it and I think the success will be measured by the response we get in Ireland and therefore if it is really successful in Ireland then we would look at taking it to America and to the UK and hopefully beyond that you know um, but actually, maybe you can't get any bigger than America, so... Well,
0: no, well, the world should be worldwide, world. world, yes. Well, Joanne
1: will want to dominate the world, so I let Joanne off with the documentary Dominating the World, and I'll just sit back and see what happens. But uh, no, look, I mean, again, everything happens for a reason, and with Joanne, I often find that something that isn't necessarily going to materialise, ends up materialising, and it's ten times bigger. And I suppose what I would hope, for example, and it's certainly something that keeps ringing in my head all this week, is that when Joanne was born, um, a doctor said like that she would never amount to anything and she would never achieve anything, and the best thing to do to her was to put her into into a cupboard and forget about her. So he was effectively saying, put her into a home. And I suppose in my mind, what I'd like to happen over the next two weeks is that That I, Joanne, and my family have proven him wrong and that maybe people in Ireland will see the merit of going to see this documentary and actually prove him wrong. That people actually appreciate and accept kind of what Joanne has done and what she's achieved Mm -hmm. and go and celebrate the documentary and celebrate Joanne's life and make it maybe a box office hit, you know? So prove everyone wrong.
0: (laughs) Stephen, on that note, I have to say thank you so much for A, making the film and for coming in and talking to us today because we really appreciate it. And wish yourself and Joanne the best of luck. Thank you. you. Thanks.